Okay, so I had the best intentions to get out a bunch of episodes before the holidays hit. And so, like the best of intentions go, sometimes it life just gets in the way and things don't happen the way you hope for. So, anyway, um, I've decided to make these little mini episodes and I will hopefully be able to um, expand on them a little bit later. Um, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But I wanted to get these out because I think that these are important conversations to at least start. So um, I'm going to be releasing five mini episodes about grief in the holidays and how we can help others and also how we can help ourselves during grief. So I hope you'll enjoy these five episodes and um, be sure to leave a review and um, thanks again for listening. In 2020, I was relishing my first ever Christmas with a baby. A Christmas that I dreamed and fantasized about for years. But as I sat next to my Christmas tree, showing my miracle baby the lights, I couldn't help but think about those still waiting for their first Christmas with a baby. Because I knew so personally and so deeply what that ache felt like. I remembered that each year as people would ask me what I wanted for Christmas, I'd give them some bogus Amazon wish list when in reality, I simply just wanted a baby for Christmas. And it was in that moment, holding my baby at Christmas, I had a thought. What if we gave someone a shot at a baby for Christmas? What would it be like to call someone up on Christmas morning and tell them that we were giving them $10,000 to use for fertility treatments? Unfathomable. I couldn't imagine what that would be like. I just knew that I had to make it happen, somehow and in some way. And 10 days later, we were able to raise $10,000 and we received thousands of nominations of deserving families and couples seeking to grow their families. And after narrowing it down to one couple and delivering the news to them, we made the decision to make a Baby for Christmas an annual fundraiser. This year, we started working towards raising the $10,000 earlier than 10 days before Christmas. And we wanted to invite you to donate to our A Baby for Christmas fund. You can donate straight to A Baby for Christmas on Venmo to the account at Good Grief Journals. Every dollar donated via Venmo will go straight to the A Baby for Christmas fund. Again, the Venmo, hand- Venmo handle is at Good Grief Journals. No spaces, no hyphens, just at sign, G-O-O-D-G-R-I-E-F-J-O-U-R-N-A-L-S on Venmo. Help make someone's Christmas a little bit more magical and a little bit more hopeful this year by giving them a shot at a baby for Christmas. Okay, this mini episode is how to take a social media break and why you might want to try one this holiday season. The holidays can be so magical, like so, 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 so magical, but they also can be incredibly difficult and heartbreaking. And both scenarios are real and valid. Both are neither good nor bad, and both are very normal. But if it's your first time or 15th time having a difficult holiday season because your grief is just really heavy at this time, then this mini episode is for you. Because as much as we all want the holidays to just be magical all the time, sometimes they simply aren't, especially with social media posts blasting you in the face with everything that you're missing out on or that you don't have or that is now gone. 
And I get it. It's not that you want their life. You just want your life to be what it once was or what you're dreaming of or your future life. Because in this moment, you're not where you want to be. And that feeling is so hard. It's such a hard place to be in. And if you're anything like me, you're probably wondering what you can do to ease the pain to make it so that this holiday, you can at least enjoy a little bit of the holidays. This is where a social media break comes in for me. Every, excuse me, even now, even though I'm living the life I dreamed of for so long, I still take social media breaks for every single holiday because I found that I compare myself and I still get triggered by pregnancy announcements and that it's just best for me to stay present with my own family and not think about what everyone else is doing. So let's take a minute and define a few things so that we're all on the same page when it comes to taking a break. Break, as defined by the good old Google, is an interruption of continuity or uniformity. Break, as defined by Merriam-Webster, is to check or slow the speed, force, or intensity of, to end a relationship, connection, or agreement, usually used with or from, an intention in, or excuse me, an interruption in continuity. Dictionary.com defines break as to become suddenly discontinuous or interrupted, to stop abruptly. Another way that I like to think of a social media break is a social media rest. Rest, as defined by Google, is an instance of period, an instance or period of relaxing or ceasing to engage in strenuous or stressful activity. Merriam-Webster defines rest as peace of mind or spirit. And dictionary.com defines rest as to relieve weariness by cessation of exertion or labor. So if we're trying to slow the intensity of our grief or give ourselves a little bit of peace of mind, to me, it seems like taking a break or taking a rest is exactly what's needed. Now, a lot of the time, we're not sure how long to take rests or breaks for, or we're just not quite sure about the logistics of doing such a thing. So I wanna take a minute to share some important information on how social media works. And trust me, it's relevant. So that you can make your social media break as successful as possible. So let's chat about social media and algorithms for a second, shall we? The first thing that you need to know about social media is that every social media algorithm, like, and when I say every, I mean every single one, is trying to show you what it thinks you are interested in or what you would think is important. It's literally trying to cater the content that it shows you to your exact needs or wants. And these algorithms, they're smart. They know that a baby announcement or a proposal are high on the list of exciting things for people. And so if someone posts that type of content, they're more likely to show it to more people. Plus, those types of content get a ton of engagement in the form of likes, comments, saves, and shares. And algorithms love when people interact with other people's content because it keeps them on the app for longer. And that's the whole point. So when someone shares something and then it gets a lot of likes and comments, it triggers the algorithm to show it to more and more people. And it's kind of like a wave. The content will ride to the top of the wave and then it will come back down and slowly start to fizzle out. The holidays are a time when people are sharing a lot and not just influencers, but everyone. People post photos of their holiday activities and of things like Halloween costumes and trick-or-treating and Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. 
These events are also triggered by the algorithm as more exciting or others need to see this. So it shows it to more people. When this content is shown to more people, there's a higher probability that it will receive more likes, comments, and then again be distributed to more people. So what does this mean for someone who's trying to avoid those happy holiday content posts or for someone who's triggered by holiday content? It means that you need to know when to take a break and when it's safe to come back. Like I mentioned earlier, holiday content and holiday pregnancy announcements are still quite a bit triggering for me. So during the holidays, I try to stay off social media as much as possible. But when it comes to what I like to call trigger-heavy social media days, i.e. the actual holidays or something like the day before, so like Christmas Eve, Halloween Eve, the day before Thanksgiving, or the day after Thanksgiving, I stay offline and then I wait at least two to three days for the algorithms to shuffle potential triggering content down my feed before I come back. Does this mean that I'll guarantee missing out on all of the potentially triggering content? No. No, it doesn't. But it gives me a higher possibility of missing it, and that's what's important to me. It gives me a sense of control over my own situation and allows me to enjoy things, especially the holidays, more fully. I also mentally prepare myself to see those types of posts. Um, In fact, I made a pact with myself a few years back that for every pregnancy announcement that I do come across online, um, for someone that I know, I will leave a congratulatory comment. Because I'm not mad or sad at that person, I am happy for them. So me saying congratulations helps me to accept the situation and move forward with it. This boundary and pact that I've set for myself has really helped me over the years because nobody's forcing me to say congratulations, but it's a conscious decision that I have made for myself and continue making for myself. And again, it gives me a little sense of sense of control for my own situation. So for you, I have five things that you can do to um, make your social media rest or break a little bit more successful. Um, The first thing is to turn it off. Turn off your phone, turn off um, Instagram, Facebook, put them in a specific folder and don't go to the folder. Um, it, It can be a little bit hard at first because you're so used to just opening up your phone and clicking on those apps and scrolling through. But by turning it off, that allows you to have control and a little bit of power over your own situation. Number two, at family functions or, you know, wherever you're going, leave your phone in the car or leave your electronics in the car. This goes along with turning it off, but it allows you to have that control and to physically show yourself that you are taking control of your situation. Um, The third one is turn on screen time monitoring. This is one of the things that I think is such a cool invention from smartphones is that um, you are able to kind of put a a guardian over your social media apps and over, I mean, it doesn't even have to be social media, just over your apps and and your phone. And so what it does is it will time you for however long you say that you would like to be on social media per day. And then once um, that timer goes off, it will lock the apps that you put in your screen time monitoring until the next day and just kind of give you that um, boundary 
the next thing, and I think this one a lot of people get nervous about, but I think it's important, is to mute and unfollow. If there are people who you have a really hard time seeing their content, unfollow them. You have the power and the control over your social media. It is for you. It is not for anyone else. It is for you. So if something is triggering and continuously triggering for you with somebody's content, unfollow them. If they are somebody that's really important to you or somebody that you see on a regular basis that you um, know and love, like I have some family members, I simply just mute them. I mute their posts and their stories um, because it's better for me that way. But it doesn't break that, I don't know, weird friendship line that we all have where we're like, they unfollowed me on social media. But I also think if somebody unfollows you on social media, don't take it personally. Recognize that they're doing what's best for them and allow that to be okay. Um, and then five, I talked about this a little bit, but set your own boundaries and make plans for how you will react to specific types of posts that you'll that are triggering for you. Um, like I said earlier, I make it a point to write congratulations on every pregnancy announcement that I see for somebody that I know and love. Um, this is just something that I, I did for myself and it, and it has helped me, um, because I know how I'm going to respond when I see those posts. Um, it's kind of a, kind of like a, a reaction now, whereas before it was triggering and I would cry and I would, you know, throw my phone and get angry. But now Um, Because I've set those boundaries and I have made a plan, I'm able to just simply leave the comment, like the post, and move forward. Um, And that is, so those are my five tips for um, your social media break. One thing that I want to make really super clear is that taking a break is not bad. Taking a break does not mean forever. And maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that's what you need. The the phrase Pixar it didn't happen, that's not a thing. Like I hate that because it makes us feel like we have to post everything that happens in our life. But the truth is you're allowed to savor moments without posting them online. And you're allowed to shield yourself and protect yourself from things that may be triggering for you without posting them online like you don't have to post everything um or you know I think a lot of the times we think for like Mother's Day or even Christmas we're like well I want people to know that I like love my mom or that like we had a good Christmas but the truth is you don't have to do that your mom still knows you love her without a post Christmas can still be good without a post and your mental health is more important than your social media posts and algorithms. And um, I think that's what is the most important thing to remember when it comes to deciding whether or not to take a social media break is how is this going to affect my, my mental health at this time? And that's the journal prompt that I want to leave you with is how will social, how will taking a social media break affect and and benefit my mental health at this time. 
Happy holidays, my friends. I hope this is helpful. Leave a comment on my Instagram posts if you are open to being on social media. Um, leave a review if you are not. And I am so grateful that you're here. And that is a wrap on this little mini episode for holiday week. I hope that you were able to get some takeaways to help your holidays be a little bit more magical and a little bit more doable this this year. Um, If this episode helped you in any way, I would really appreciate it if you would take the time to leave a review or leave a comment or um, share it with, with those around you. That is one way that we help our our podcast to grow. And we are, I say we, me, myself, and I are so grateful that you're here and that you're um, working to transform your, your grief into a force for good in your life because your journey matters and you matter. And I hope that you know that this holiday season and every day you are seen and you are known and that you matter.